Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today, Alex, actually, you say the line. <laughs> oh, today we're going to talk about, like, I don't know, mini-sodes? Let's call them mini-sodes, because I think that's really cute. But, like, smaller games. So today, we have my friend, Ben, who is the DM of my old work group. And I love him a lot, so say hello, Ben. Oh, Ben? Oh, well, that was sarcastic. Sorry. <laughs> Set the tone right off the bat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You get what you pay for. We know so. what we're working I, with right. now. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, Ben, you're going to get the first question that I think about a quarter of the first guests get. <laughs> Would we remember what got you into Dungeons and Dragons and or other tabletop games? Yeah, so... I honestly didn't play a lot until I moved to Texas. So I'm originally from Illinois and moved to Texas in 2015. And like growing up in like high school and stuff, I remember a lot of playing Risk with some people I worked with and friends from high school. And we had a lot of very intense games of Risk back in the day, back when we thought that was a great and amazing game. And I mean, it's someone's favorite game, so that's fine. And then played a lot of poker in college and that bled into more risk, but then also magic, and then started playing more and more board games. And kind of as I became a more of a working adult with money, started playing, or able to buy and stuff and buy more games and that kind of thing. But then whenever, oh, with some friends from high school, they would play, I actually, my intro to like role-playing games, there was a edition, I think it's like the Star Wars Saga edition that's based on like D&D 3, D&D 3.5, something like that. And so I played that with them kind of off and on. They kind of had a standard sitting Sunday group and I'd hop over and play with them a couple times. But like never enough that I knew what I was doing. And I think I played my character wrong and I got to feat every level instead of every, every third level or something. So I had this like turret building grenade sneaking Ewok that would just like planting grenades in people's pockets and watching them explode. I love um, it. That's amazing. It was, it was amazing. So then when we moved here, my wife's co-workers had a D&D group going and we were running through the 5th edition starter campaign. And that group kind of fizzled and was like, hey, that was a lot of fun. And Lauren really enjoyed it. And I was like, "I we kind of want to play this again. Like, well, I could probably learn the rules and stuff. So I got a couple little games around here going and still technically have some going, but as y'all are probably familiar with, life kind of gets in the way here and there. And just, I'm not, in my DMing, I feel like I need to plan a lot and don't feel super comfortable with impersonation and being on the fly. So that means I do a lot of note-taking and preparation beforehand, which then also uh, session prep can kind of be overwhelming sometimes. So that's kind of where I'm at with my games and then my journey into gaming and stuff. Heck yeah. Ben, I don't think we had ever talked about that, but I didn't realize that you were, like, new-ish in, in all of that. Yeah, I hadn't played... Yeah, because, like, we had played... That Star Wars system was pretty similar to, like, a D&D thing where you rolled, like, to hit and that kind of stuff, and similar skill checks and kinds of things. Then I think I had played, like, an older edition, like, an Eberron game with some friends, but, like, one or two sessions. And I think I actually had played 5th edition with some friends from high school, but like one session before I moved here. So yeah, I didn't really play D&D until I got here. And then it was just a lot of reading through the rule books and stuff and play, trying my hand at home, brewing a couple things. And yeah. Awesome. Um, what was your first character in D&D? I do like the Ewok though. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that Star Wars guy. It was, yeah, whatever Ewok tinkerer thing. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember what my first character was. I think my first 5th edition character was like a elf ranger something trying to make like a Legolas type thing. But like the first one that I played a lot of was I remembered from that time I had played 5th edition, one of my best friends from high school had played a wild magic sorcerer. And I, I didn't remember a whole lot about it, but I just remembered every time she cast a spell, she had to roll on a thing and some random thing would happen. And I was like, that's amazing because it's just chaotic and I want to do that. So <laughs> when we moved here and played a 5th edition game, I'm like, I'm, doing, I'm going Wild Magic Sorcerer because it just looks fun. And so that was kind of my first character was a tiefling 
sorcerer, wild magic sorcerer. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I liked them a lot. I think that class, you kind of, the DM kind of needs to know something. So there's like an ability that gives you advantage on the, on your attack roll, but like resets your wild magic thing. So you kind of have to have a DM that knows that abilities and like, yeah, I'll let you do this risk now because it's going to, you may get a benefit here, but it's going to hurt you on your wild magic thing. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm had- listening oh. to a campaign now that has like a a wild magic type table. It's it's not D and D. It's a it's a homebrew, but yeah, I don't know if I like that chaos. Like for me, and that's probably exactly the character that I need to play. That like I have no control over the things <laughs> that really happen, and I think that that would be fun. But for me, that sounds so unnerving. Well, and. I think people have like looked at the table and it's like, okay, on the whole, it's mostly good things or things that don't really have a ton of effect. But there is an option that's just like cast fireball centered on yourself, which would be super bad. <laughs> um, and like I've, there was the college humor dimension twenty fantasy high thing where hell yeah, um, one of them it was either fantasy high, it might have it been was unsleeping city. city, and it yeah. was Pete the plug. Yeah. And they had, they kind of did, they modified the rules a little bit where, because it's like when you cast a spell, this podcast is now all about wild magic sorcerers. It was like when you (laughs) cast a spell, you roll a 20, and if it's a 1, then you roll on the table. Well, they like modified it, and I kind of like this homebrew where if you cast a spell and it doesn't roll on the table, well, now that check is 1 harder. So now it's a 1 or a 2 rolls on it. And that's really cool because then your risk is building up more and more and more instead of just the straight 5% or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like this like energy is like penting up and just starting yeah. to be more aggressive. And I, I incorporated that table on a game that I ran once where my idea was like it was like druids protecting the like native species on this island and trying to keep magic away from it or like harmful magics and so like until the party like won the favor of the druids anytime they cast a spell there was a chance of just something happening from that table just as like a overworld aura protection on the island on the land that they were at and that was kind of fun because my players were like they don't magic doesn't seem to work very well here so that's a good way to do that that's a really interesting way to have like the environment fight back yeah until you've gotten to a certain point that's a really good way to like control your players too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and at some point I was like, okay, is this a damage spell? Because I maybe would have that. But if it's like a healing spell, maybe not. Like, oh, you're bringing life into this world. That's maybe okay. But oh, you're b- trying to burn something down. Yeah, we we're n- we don't like that too much. Interesting. That's so cool. That's very uh, what is it like Hunger Game esque? <laughs> <laughs> So when doing these kind of like shorter campaigns, how are you able to kind of like fit everything in that like kind of 45 minute chunk or an hour chunk that you had when you were playing with Alex? Yeah, so that was tough. So yeah, Alex and I used to work together, just give some background on that. And we would play, you know, like on our lunch hour, you know, we get an hour for lunch. And so we'd all meet in our break room and in the olden times when you could get together with people. You know, we get together in a break room, set up some D&D and like reheat, you know, heat up lunch and stuff and then play. So, yeah, it's I was running the fifth edition starter campaign because I knew it was one that I had played in. So it would take fairly minimal for me to note take because I already knew roughly the storyline and stuff because we had played most of it. And so, yeah, I, if I was a better DM, it would have been more like, OK, I could have been better about like, well, how far do I think we can get here? And like, here's my start. Here's my end of where I want to go and helping connect that gap. I kind of just honestly just ran with it and over time got in my mind of like, OK, we're going to get through to probably here. I think the hardest bits were like combat. We had three to four players, I think. And then mm-hmm. if you have more than just a couple combatants, then your the combat could take the entire lunch hour or you stop halfway through. And have to take a picture of a table and stuff. And yeah, like, we, I tried to be a little bit maybe looser with rules. And like, because we were playing for such a short amount of time and often like, oh, I've got a meeting today, I can't play, you know. And I think at least two of the players had never played any kind of tabletop game before. So I was trying to be pretty loose with like, oh, you don't remember this rule, that's fine. Or don't remember exactly what happened in the prior scenario, you know, that's fine. And be a little more flexible with that kind of stuff. So yeah, just trying to keep in mind the amount of time that you have, and I always try to get us back by, or wrap it up by one best I could for things, so 
yeah, kind of like I said, just if I was better, I probably had a better idea of like, why well, we're starting here. I want to get them to here. And as we got on, I tried, I was able to wrap my head around how much time we had. Like, okay, we'll probably finish the combat we're at and be able to lure visa over three rooms and be good from there. So I honestly had no, it never felt like a rushed game. I mean, it felt like a rushed game because obviously it's, it's a short amount of time, but I never felt like it was anything that you, Ben, the DM were doing. Like, for me as a player, and I don't know if you ever get this feedback, but for me as a player, I loved it. Like that's some of my favorite time of working at tech that I just got to like hang out on Thursdays. And like, I still have that urge. Like on Thursdays, I'm like, something should be happening. Like I should be like (laughs) decompressing in the middle of the week. And it was just like Wednesday makes it still feel like it's like halfway through the week, but Thursday there's something like I don't know. I really like that. And I, I'm really happy that we did it because otherwise I don't think I would have continued, you know, playing Dungeons or Dragons or even just being, being as nerdy as I seem to have evolved into. Yeah. Well, and you know, it was kind of cool. Cause I mean, and kind of like what I said, where I didn't really have much of a framework of here's where I want to go and that kind of thing. So yeah, I didn't try to play it in like short episodic things. It was just like, well, this is a, 15 room dungeon or whatever so we're gonna start here and we make it we'll just make it however far we make it and we'll kind of pick up i think i maybe hand waved some of the things where it's like okay we're ending this session having cleared out this dungeon so next time i'm gonna start us where y'all have already recouped and we're back in town and you've turned in quests and that kind of thing like i'll hand wave all that as like downtime activities from between our sessions just so we don't spend the first third of this session wrapping up everything that would have happened then so that maybe helped move things along a little better too. I remember doing that a couple of times. No, I mean, that makes sense. I never, I didn't even realize that that was, it felt so natural to play it like that. Just, we don't actually have to go and like talk to all the townspeople, just like, okay, we did it. Here's what we need to do next. And there were a couple of times that we did go back to the town and like have conversations. And that I guess was just a natural pull of those were things that we needed to do and then yeah Yeah. so it's not all important so i guess the takeaway is that you don't have to do all of it you can take some of it away and just personalize it for your group yeah yeah i think there's like an underlying understanding of what's going on i mean you're all at work it's like man i wish it could be longer and it's like yep it was my decision to only have one hour lunch break sorry guys bye you know it's (laughs) it's just the the circumstances that you guys are in so i don't i think that because y'all had this understanding like yes we're gonna get what we can get and then you know move on that's what it seems like from my point of view of not being there (laughs) and i think i tried to like after we would run a session i would like okay here's the notes of everything that happened during it so people would have that for next time because again like we're also playing on a small table i think I started to like not use a DM screen and not bring like had not really have computers or notes or a whole lot of reference materials around me. So like I know y'all are players are probably trying to eat too and stuff. So like well I'll do some of the notating because I have what would have happened and stuff anyway. And there were a couple some of the like bigger areas where I'm like I don't see an easy way for us to play this like in a lunch period. Um, and so I was like well we're just gonna meet up at. I think it was my house or my apartment a couple of times to like run through the bigger set pieces. Cause like, there's just not really any way to do this at lunch um, <laughs> or it, it wouldn't be as fun. You know, the bigger set piece moments like, well, we, we could do this in three 45 minute chunks, but that wouldn't be that great. So interesting. You kind of picked and choose what you're able to do and to properly convey between the time period. Yeah. Cause you know, if it's like, well, uh, y'all, like, the the goal of this mission is to, like, go storm this castle. It's like, well, we could, like, do the first, you know, three or four rooms at uh, this one session and then go over and do these others. But it's all tied in together and it's all super close that, like, it may be better if we just meet up for one big long session. I think at that point, everyone had played, the new people had played three or four sessions because I was, like, halfway into the campaign. And so I was like, well, we can like more, maybe more easily get together. Cause I think one of the players I know was itching for a longer form game and still hasn't really played much of a long form game. So <laughs> I know they were definitely excited about that opportunity. So I was like, well, we this can give y'all some options for that. That's good. That's great. 
And see, Ben, you birthed like three or two new DMs for sure. Yeah. You know, we've got the one mutual friend who's writing up Ghost of Salt Marsh right now and trying to and getting a campaign going for that. And that's super exciting to see them go through the throes of being super nervous about prepping as a DM and stuff. And it's like, girl, you've been watching D&D playthroughs like constantly and telling me all the things that I need to watch when I'm behind <laughs> on my other shows. Like, I think you've got a good handle on the rule sets. Like, you're going to be okay. Uh-huh. That's my problem. Like, you know, I... When I started playing Magic in Undergrad, I taught all of my residents how to play Magic so they would play Magic with me. So, you know, it's just what happens. <laughs> You're just creating and forcing friends to be friends with you and hang out with you. And then you have other play players that you can play with and that's it. That's It's you are forcing friendships so you have people to play with. Yeah, I'm a super spreader of nerddom. That's what happens. I'm your only fix, okay? And if you want more, you gotta be <laughs> fucking addicted like me. And then it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's so great. (laughs) Okay, real quick. Alex, you've got to get on the shows. Okay, look, I was thinking... (laughs) Because we brought up... This is like the fifth or sixth episode where we've (laughs) talked about uh, Dimension 20, okay? And, and then you notice how quiet I get. I know. I'm like, she hasn't seen dead a quiet. goddamn thing. I fucking gifted her a sub to drop out that <laughs> fucking girl. Look, I I was thinking about it today. I was like, all right, if I were to do this, like, when would I watch it? And I was like, you can link your phone up to the TV and just watch it through there. And I was like, okay, that's fair. And then, and and then. And here we are. I, I know. I just thought about it, like, literally a couple hours ago. So, <laughs> Saturday... What's yeah, your defense? Saturday may be a, a, watching, a watching day. Maybe what? I'll live tweet it. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, okay. Dimension 20, you gotta live tweet episode 2, okay? That's all I gotta say. I have to live tweet episode 2. Yes. I think Ben knows what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Fantasy High? Yep. That would be corn. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man, that show, that really reframed. Cause you know, I've I'm only like five years ish into running D and D, mm-hmm. and you know, with the way, I think our my last session of the main game I've been running here has been probably over a year, if not a year and a half ago. Nice. Cause like you know, one of our players got pregnant, so you know we weren't we were less able to play with them because we usually had it at their house, and then. We bought a house and moved, and then COVID happened, and so it's just not happened. Yeah. But, like, you know, all the stuff I saw in Fantasy High, it's like, oh, that's, like, insane and completely different from anything I'd seen and nothing in the source books. And, yeah, that was really awesome. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there's they're creating this homebrew, and, like, for something that spawns monsters for, like, level one, I was just thinking, like, that's fucking insane, but they did it. And to me, that's like, I don't understand how this all balanced out. That looked like it was just a TPK. And I was like, but every like scenario they have is just so wild. They use like terrain abilities and timing effects. And it's amazing. I, I love it. Like you said, it made me kind of rethink what I did. Like, you know, the normal thing I did was like, yeah, it's different kind of monster this time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Here, stand in front of this and swing at it until it dies. Okay, now stand in front of this thing. But yeah, it's and the chase scene that happens later on. Is oh really yes, cool. I and... mean the set pieces. Oh, I want to. I, I need to talk to. Uh, let's get Rick Perry on next uh, episode. Not the not the U.S. Not the governor, former governor. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-talented Rick Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, set designer Rick Perry. But yeah, Alex is quiet because we started talking about it again. I'm sorry, Alex. I took your friend away from you. <laughs> and now no, Unsleeping no. City's pretty good, too. Like, I've only seen a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, most of that stuff is already on YouTube right now, which is super cool. I, You know, I I know. I think I just get distracted. Hey, We'll just blame it on that. There's multiple and outlets, and you're missing them all. That's all I'm going to say. It's all <laughs> I know. I just, part of my instinct is to be like, well, everyone else thinks it's cool, so I don't need to think it's cool, too. It's such a small Um, sect right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's too big. 
All my players are all about critical role right now, and it's like every Thursday, ooh, I'm excited about Thursday, and I'm like, I'm excited about Friday, because that's when I play my game with y'all, but whatever, (laughs) whatever, guys. (laughs) And I mean, I will say in defense of Alex, like, my usual defense of that stuff is there's just too much stuff. Like, there's just too much good things to watch of various formats. And so, like, you know, our friend that Alex and I have been talking about that's uh, getting ready to DM her first campaign, like, she's, I think she's watched everything Dimension 20 has put out, and it's like, oh, you gotta watch this, and this, and this, and watch this before that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm behind on my regular podcasts and things that I listen to, like, um, and when I get home from work, I just want to watch Parks and Rec, and, you know, sit down, but. No, I feel that. I want something that I don't really have to you can just veg out and just like <laughs> hearty chuckle you know just and just watch all of it and just not have to worry about it <laughs> i do want to rewatch fantasy high though because that was really good we should just have a fantasy high episode two party with alex <laughs> and i will get on it so then i have to i mean yeah it's for research so i content 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 i know <laughs> All right, so then I will live tweet. I will live tweet my experience, I guess, on my account. So, yeah. at Eloquent Mime, if you want to join. Sometimes that happens. But, yeah, I will I'll work on it. I will get on it this week. Homework. I've gone back to doing laundry on Fridays, so my Saturday is open. And this Saturday was Christmas, so. Wait, what? Christmas oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, Ben, what's your opinion on Christmas? Oh, oh my god. I mean, I'm pro-Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the frames of reference is. Is this, like, Christmas stuff happening now? Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm generally okay with... I guess I'm okay with people decorating their houses and stuff. And even, like, a lot of the houses in our neighborhood have their lights up and some decorations and things. It's like... Yeah, do, you can do that stuff now so you have more time to enjoy it and so you don't have to do it later or when it's more cold out. I may be less okay with stores and stuff having Christmas stuff everywhere and Christmas music on radios and stuff, but I don't, don't want to step on anyone's territory and, you know, you got like what you like and want to do that kind of stuff, but... You're not going to ill my yum? It's okay, I no. will. Alex, this is stupid. There's Thanksgiving, okay? You just gotta give it a little time. One day. And so was Christmas. So was Christmas. Look, for me this year, let me let me talk about Thanksgiving. Okay, first of all, it's problematic. Okay. Okay, yeah, I agree. Except that it's problematic in its origin. Yes. My little sister's birthday tends to be around Thanksgiving. I think it's the 25th of November. She's gonna yell at me later because I can never remember because I just assume. (laughs) My sister's birthday is on Thanksgiving. So my sister's birthday always moves. But in my brain, it's my sister's birthday and then maybe Thanksgiving. Third, I don't eat any of that food because I was a picky ass eater as a child. And so my Thanksgiving meal looks like macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes. It's because it is macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes. That's it. That's my that's my fancy Thanksgiving meal. I don't need the turkey. I don't, I don't eat anything. I don't like stuffing because then it's just bread. And if I'm going to eat bread, I'm going to eat like warm bread, not like dry bread. <laughs> not, not the toast. dry, not the moist like, not bread. Toast. Don't forget about the moist bread. <laughs> I don't want to say it like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> this episode is coming off right after uh, Thanksgiving. I just, I wanted to check real quick. There we go. So, so this is kind of appropriate. <laughs> there's my Christmas versus Thanksgiving. I mean, I will also yeah. say my wife is absolutely on the other end of the spectrum where she does not want to see any Christmas stuff until like maybe the day before Christmas. Heck and then yeah. the day after Christmas, it needs to stop. Like, Oh no. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I agree with this person I've never met. <laughs> but you know, that's that's just politics right there. <laughs> i just yeah i love it i i don't know i even worked at like i worked at disney during christmas and i was like super pumped as soon as the christmas stuff came up and i was like yes and i i do i transform i transform into christmas jack every year i'm, I'm halloween jack and then as soon as 
midnight hits on Halloween, I'm Christmas Jack, like easily. So no Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thanks so. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, I remember when I was younger, my dad's like, yeah, we're just celebrating the uh, slaughter videos. I'm like, yeah, shut up. But I was like seven <laughs> and I didn't think he was being real. And then now I got older. I'm like, oh my God, my dad was right. <laughs> But yeah, so now we, like this Thanksgiving, I'm going to be home this year and uh, it's going to be like 50% vegan, 50%, I don't know, I haven't picked what I'm going to choose, but yeah, that's what's happening this year. That's exciting. Oh yeah, you get to see my, my family since I moved to my new job, so that's going to be cool. I used to see them every day and now, now I don't. <laughs> Yay. Ben, what do you guys do for Thanksgiving? So, the wife and I both really enjoy cooking and baking and all that kinds of stuff. So, even if it's just the two of us, we will probably still have a full Thanksgiving spread that should feed like <laughs> 10 or 12 people. Um, Hell yeah. So, we'll probably do the turkey and stuffing and rolls and mashed potatoes or mac and cheese and green bean casserole and all kinds of um, stuff like that. Might see if some friends around here want to like meet up and stuff if it's safe and everyone feels comfortable, but. You know, our COVID numbers aren't super great, but it's like, well, y'all been taking it seriously. We've been taking it seriously. Like, you know, some of us may work together and so we're around the same people anyway. So, you know, it may not be that bad of a thing to get together. But one of those things where, like, let's do it if everyone feels safe. But if, no, if someone doesn't feel safe, let's not do it kind of thing. So, yeah, um, we were probably going to go to Houston to see my brother. But with all the things going on, it's like, well, we don't feel like traveling. And yeah, that's just not going to happen heard alex real quick i know this has changed from D D to a thanksgiving podcast right now as per our usual kind of talking points chaotic neutral life yeah yes 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 do you have a favorite thanksgiving dessert Ooh, my favorite thanksgiving dessert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean what okay so let's talk about what's what is standard because the only thing that i can think of is like pumpkin pie and absolutely not I like a good apple pie, but I like a very specific apple pie. Like it. <laughs> Is it f- like from the frozen food section? <laughs> no, I. McDonald's empanada kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the apple pie from Central Market, which is a grocery store. I don't know where else they have them, but I know there's one. There's a couple in Dallas, but it's like an HEB. But they have their like lattice is just like covered in sugar so it has a nice like crunchy texture at the top and then like the bottom crust is beautiful and i also really like my own apple pie <laughs> I should, that sounds so gross like um, you like having your own personal uh, apple pie I, I, that just a pie all to yourself is that what you're saying <laughs> no one no, else like the, the pie me. that i make oh okay she thinks it sounds dirty my own recipe <laughs> what's in Look. This is why we have the explicit tag. <laughs> American Pie came out. Yeah. The year that the summer that I went to band camp and <laughs> yeah. your girl plays the flute. So <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to watch that stuff at that time, right? I was I was a young seventh or eighth grader. And then I went to I went to my first day of school. They're like, what'd you do over the summer? I went to band camp. Oh, Alex, what do you play? I play the flute and then Snickers just all around the class. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I don't. Until years later, when I finally watched it as like an actual adult, like, I don't know. I think I was 20. I was in my 20s when I finally saw at least part of American Pie. The part that mattered. (laughs) The part that mattered. Yep. And then I was like, I'm done. Like, this is, this was trauma of my middle school life. So there's, there's your oversharing for the day. I don't really, I don't really like other people's pies. I like my own pie. (laughs) All right. No. You toot your own flute. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Look, I make a solid apple pie. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying you're just, you, you know. I haven't, I don't have a preferred maker. I just like a good pumpkin pie, okay? 
All other pies are just meh, other than pecan, but it's, right now, it's too sweet for my taste, so. Pecan pie. Yeah, I don't like nuts, so they're <laughs> pecan pie. And then it is really sweet. Yeah, it's, it's got the, sugar. the pecans on top of it. <laughs> you don't like pecans? No, I don't like pecans. At Tech, when I was able to use the bus, like, every morning, there was a pecan tree in my last year there, and it every day when I forgot breakfast, I would just grab a couple and just pop and eat them in the bus because I didn't have anything else on me. <laughs> I was that weird guy in the bus just popping pecans, <laughs> just like throwing in trash. Everyone's looking at me. I'm like, hey, I'm fucking too old for this shit, but whatever. Oh my God. That's some college level shit right there. I'm like, what? I think I was like 20 at the time. Yeah. When did I get my fucking degree? No, I wasn't 20. What the hell am I talking about? I was like 24. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't care what anybody thought. I went to class, some of my, like, junior-level classes in freaking PJs, because whatever. I didn't start taking, like, what I wore seriously until, like, the last year. So, yeah, that was fun. Ben, what's your dessert? No, yeah, of the classic, like, fall desserts. Not a big fan of pumpkin pie. I mean, I'll eat it if it's available, but it's not, like, my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I think we made a pumpkin cheesecake last year that was pretty dope. Also a fan of apple pie, but I like a crumb topping. I don't like a pie crust topping. It's got to be like a crumb, like oatmeal strudel kind of. Cool. Yeah. Not oatmeal, but oats, yeah. But we also have a chocolate cream pie that we make that's pretty delicious that we might make this year. But yeah, I've always liked food, so pretty much any dessert. My my, uh, grandma... You know, back home growing up, we would always do Thanksgiving at her place, and there would always be a whole plate or a whole area full of pies and cobwebs and stuff. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was great. Sorry. Yeah, we don't. Sorry. I never had that. Maybe that's why, because our family doesn't get together, so it never, like, it wasn't a lasting impression. Yeah, Thanksgiving was always a big food holiday for us. We'd get together and eat a whole bunch of food and, like, have all the sale bills around and looking at Black Friday deals because <laughs> that family's a big couponer and deal buster and st- door buster and stuff. So, yeah. Heck yeah. All See, right. Adrian, this is a lifestyle and D&D podcast. I know, I know. I, sh- I should it's have put you. both the tags. I'll put both the tags next time. <laughs> it's a learning experience. Relatable. <laughs> oh. I just finished uh, Wolf 359. Cool. I cried. Uh, that, I'm glad you found a finish. That's another thing. Like, in a podcast life, when is the end? I was wondering that too. Like, do we keep doing this forever and ever, or do we have a set time? <laughs> I've thought Your about this. Your existential questions are a lot today. Yeah. Like, I've been watching this <laughs> this series on YouTube called Unis Anis, and it's this these two guys head of a YouTube channel and. They run it for a year, and after a year, they're going to delete it. And for some reason, I decided three days ago, I'm going to watch the whole thing on double speed. And today, I decided it's not going to be enough, so I'm going to have to watch two videos at double speed. Am I going to get a lot out of it? I don't know, but I'm going to watch it all. I'm only at, I need 220 more episodes, but, you know, I only got five days left. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess shout out to Markiplier's Unis Anis channel. <laughs> For making me think about all the existential things in my life. <laughs> yeah, no. Ben, so can you talk to me about some that Star Wars thing a little bit more? Because I'm interested. Yeah, so I think, well, I think... I'm pretty sure it was called Star Wars Saga Edition, and it was from the early 2000s or something. I'm going to Google, so I apologize if there's keyboard noises. No worries. But yeah, it was based on... Because wasn't it like third edition D&D where like saving froze, it was like, it was only like fortitude and constitution and wisdom or something. Like it was it like was three. It was... Fortitude, um, reflex and constitution. Yeah. Yeah. So like for character sheet and stuff was like that. But yeah, they had this whole, my, one of my favorite things on it was it had a white side, dark side tracker. And so it was like this. Like in D and D, where you would like track up, like oh, your reputation with various factions. But it was like, oh, you you just uh, killed that guy, right? All right, you get a couple of dark side points. And so some of the force powers, it didn't really matter which side of the force you were on. But some, it was like, well, only light users can use this, and only dark 
Dark Side can use this. So some of that like shifted around where you could um like oh well yeah you you just murdered that guy so you're you're full in the dark side track now like you can't do any you can't do force light anymore because that's all light side power you're doing force lightning and stuff it was kind of cool because we kind of hand waved it was kind of our way of doing like putting technology and stuff into an rpg so it's like oh yeah this is like a fairly high technical thing so whatever the Star Wars version of Dropbox and email and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we'll, we'll put the files in there and it'll be fine. That's cool. Yeah. I think, I mean, because that kind of puts that, like, in D&D, it's been more kind of flexible, I've used in campaign, but the kind of, like, the alignment chart it used to be very heavily only this alignment can play Paladin or this alignment could play uh, Monks. Like, it was set in that. And then they're like, and if you mess up or if you fall out of grace with your god then you don't have your powers anymore. So I think that's yeah. kind of cool. A little bit more linear on a like a line scale instead of this weird, like, uh, I guess... Two-axis, yeah. yeah. exactly. Two-axis kind of thing. Yeah, it was... I will say it was super overwhelming for someone who had very, played very little RPGs and stuff because my friends had, like, 15-some different stacks of books of where various things could be. So and it was kind of the thing where I wasn't super used to. It's like, oh, yeah, you can be whatever this you know scoundrel class or whatever but your feats are in these like 15 different books and you just kind of thumb through it <laughs> and find the stuff that you want and so like me running games is like cool we're playing dnd5 and sticking mostly the player's handbook unless you're saying i'm gonna go do this other book too it's like cool i just want you to know where your rules are at but yeah so that's a bit overwhelming especially like the jedi casters like oh your various force powers are in all these other books and things yeah, the player handbook does a good job of starting you out, and then all the other, other books. I mean, there's some really cool stuff, and it's really tough to see, to get a full gameplay, and you start seeing these new powers. And like for me as a DM who doesn't have like all the books, like I can still look it up, but I'm like, this sounds like a fake thing at first when I first hear a new spell or anything that I've never heard of. I'm like, I've been playing for a while. What is this? But I mean. It's it's really cool what they keep doing and what they keep bringing because like right now they're bringing out Tasha's Cauldron or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of my players are just like in my game. They're just like, oh my gosh, can I use this spell when it comes out? When this comes out, it's all leak. I don't know if it's real. I'm like, look, I, I don't I don't know if you can or not. I haven't even seen it. And he's like, well, look at this leak stuff. I'm like, well, let's just wait till the actual thing comes out. Like, stop pushing this face. Like, okay, but what about this? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> When I feel, I feel bad as a DM sometimes too with that because I kind of, it's like I have a double standard. Like with my players, I'm like, my general rule of players is like, well, as long as you can point to like a source in an actual rule book, I'll let you do the thing. Like if you're just like, um, I think I had someone using an app, like an app care, an app based uh, character builder thing that was like auto leveling and stuff. And yeah, if it's power, I'm like, I can't find that power in any reference to monks anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like strictly better than a one I specifically see. So I don't think you can do it because it doesn't exist by these rules. And so like, I feel kind of bad if I put that on my players. But then as a DM, I'm like, I'm going to homebrew the crap out of this thing and just throw <laughs> anything at y'all. But so that. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that's maybe a weird double standard or something, but I don't know. It's it's tough as the DM to kind of like have that balance because like you want them like because if they get to do that, then every player gets to do that, and you know it's hard to kind of control that. The other thing is like having balance. Like you don't want one character to be overpowered compared to the rest because they kind of found this one thing and they don't know how to point to it. If they point to it, yeah, sure. But having that like I don't know, but yeah. It, the other guy's like, well, can I look up something random too? Like, it, it could kind of cascade on to, like, trying to balance that out as a DM to figure out, okay, this new power, how do I balance it out when making the encounter kind of thing? It's tough. Tough. It's hard. DMing is hard, guys. <laughs> and you guys should do it all the time. And understand our plight and reasons why we say no to things, you know? And you'll understand. You'll float too. I do feel bad with our friend that, and I think I kind of kicked her on the path to DMing stuff because she's constantly like, oh, we should play or we should have a group with just the few of us. And I'm like, I'm already not DMing for groups I should be running. Like, I need someone else to DM. Like, um, well, I already have two campaigns that I'm not committed to and aren't, aren't actively working towards. Like, 
someone else take this over is it tough because like i didn't have that switch from in person to online i had in person okay those games died because i moved and now i'm online and with some random people on the internet like how was that kind of translation or you decide like when this is over we can play and it'll feel good again kind of thing so we have so my my like one out of office group but I, I'm running a group that's uh, Storm King's Thunder, you know, the official D&D book. And that's like, kind of like my big out of work group for like my wife's in and some friends that I do work with. But we mostly play like at people's houses and we haven't played that in a while and haven't really. I tried early on like, hey, can we do we want to move this and try out Roll20? I played with some things, but various people were like, hey, I'm just overwhelmed with everything going on with work and society um <laughs> and yeah like one person in particular is like i i could do that or i could just sit at home and play fallout and kind of just fallout sounds better um yeah. so it's like yeah that's fine but we did do a the like lunch game that like alex participated in. we played on roll 20 a few times and that was kind of cool i did i was a little fast and loose with i didn't really do a lot of prep and just kind of like i read a couple sections into the campaign we were running and just kind of winged it from here and there. And I will say Roll20 was nice, kind of going back to the thesis of this episode of, like, playing games at lunches and stuff. Roll20 was great because you didn't have to, like, pack up the board or you pack up your minis or take pictures or take notes of where people were at because it just saves the game state. So it's like, well, everyone's at wherever they are, and I can, like, hop in and take notes, and the chat and roll threads are all there and stuff. So it's a little easier to see, like, who was where and what was happening and that kind of stuff. Yeah. At least from a setup, from an actual like story theater of mind stuff, you still have to take notes on that, but like mm-hmm. where things were at kind of thing, it was a little easier because it was all saved and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the new features like that they kind of brought out recently, it was like being able to move the map or like I have so many maps for my Curse of Strahd game. Cause like the inside of Ravenloft is freaking huge and like there's still places they might come back to so do i delete them so like at first i was like scrolling for like like 10 15 seconds before i'm like okay you're on this map <laughs> finally i got you there but now it's like this weird display where it's like a almost like a nine by nine grid instead of just a single slat of images so so much more helpful oh, nice. because now i don't i can only do it for five seconds instead of 15 how about that but yeah I think that it's tough to get people to do something new and different for sure. Because, you know, when they think of home, they're not thinking like D and D they're thinking of their other kind of extracurricular thing. Like you said, fallout and that stuff. So it's hard to kind of switch them over. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and there's maybe one thing of like, Hey, let's all get together for, you know, three to four hours at someone's house and make a day of it and, you know, be around each other and, you know, have snacks and hang out and that kind of thing. But then that's maybe a little different. Like, hey, let's all sit in our homes for three to four hours staring at computer screens and chatting with each other. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's a little bit different, a little bit harder. It's like, well, if I'm home, I could be doing a hundred other things that, you know, go around with being at home. Yeah. Alex, you've been quiet. <laughs> I have just been listening like this is an actual podcast. I know. We do. <laughs> me and you do that all the time. Okay. Like wow, this is so interesting. Oh wait, I'm working on this thing right now. This is so good. Oh wait, I can, I can, I'm a part of it. I can talk. And viewers, you can be a part of it too if you want to be on the podcast right now. Putting the ad in, come and join us. We we are not shy to talk to anybody. Did you like that? Did you like that Absolutely. plug? <laughs> I did like that plug. I do appreciate it. I mean, it. We have had some really interesting conversations. Like I say, I think every week. Ben is is not somebody that, you know, I, it doesn't have, it's not like a sexy name. Not Ben, like, you're not, like, that's not what I mean. But like, What are you saying? What are you saying? I don't, I don't know. Let me back it up. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me get Explicit tag. Explicit tag. Ben is like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> ben is a great DM. <laughs> ben is a great DM. Uh, like, best friend i adore him i adore lauren i adore every good thing and good thing that i've experienced with him in my life i don't know where i was trying to go with that but 
but like we have really great conversations it doesn't matter like what level like if you are like a professional creator or if you are just like a really great dm who doesn't do it for a living that's really fun to talk about or like just the different levels of people who are interested in in D&D. And sometimes I do forget about that because we are looking at things like Dimension 20 where like that's their life. That's what they do. That's their profession. Um, and you're like, wow, how did you do that? But then like Ben, who <laughs> maybe isn't at the Dimension 20 level, is still doing really cool things. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could do that too. So sometimes I forget that you don't have to be professional to do really fun things yeah it's like looking at uh brennan lee mulligan that runs all the dimension 20 stuff it's like oh man he's really good i wish i could be that good it's like wait he like does improv comedy as his profession and comedy writing and all this stuff it's like i i'm a database engineer <laughs> like i don't have that training like i don't <laughs> yeah it's like how does he have all this time he's like well that's because he has to do it all the time <laughs> Or else he'll go broke. That's his job. <laughs> you know, I'm just doing this on the side. I mean, this is just to to have fun. And then everyone's like, wow, thank you, Adrian. I'm like, oh, stop it. I'm just me. Stop. <laughs> so it, it, it's so it's so weird. I got like yesterday, I played a little uh, Monster Hearts 2. And then the guy's like, Adrian, thank you so much. I'm like, thank you. You guys are making me a better DM. And they're like, no, no, no. And then they do a little freaking clapping gift and standing up. I'm like, okay, guys, you, you, it's too much. It's just, okay, whatever. But yeah, it's interesting to see people being grateful for the things you do, and then you're like, but it's not like this, and you need to stop comparing yourself to other people. You need to compare yourself to the person that you were last session and be that better than that, you know, like how they have that mentality in working out. Do that same mentality in your creative outlooks. You need to be better than you were last session if that's what you want to be. You're your own best competition. <laughs> what i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry that was disgusting what was that <laughs> my, my my dog just tried to jump on the bed where i'm sitting recording and she ate she ate it okay first of all i'm a terrible person because it's valkyrie who only has three legs <laughs> <laughs> She was ready to go to get up on this bed. You could see the determination on her face. She goes, springs into action, slams right into it with her chest. And just both paws on the bed and she just slowly fell off of the bed. Oh my god. I'm sorry, sweet girl. Oh my god, it was the funniest thing. I feel really bad, but I always laugh at my cats when they do something stupid like that. It's like, why did you think that was going to happen? Or like, you've made this jump a hundred times. How did you fail so hard this time? <laughs> they get cocky. They get cocky. They do. We, you better? Okay. So she managed to get up on the bed just for your update. But now you're really wanting attention because I laughed at you. <laughs> Welcome to the Valkyrie oh, update was corner. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not making that kind of fun of it. I'm making a different kind of fun of it. That we should have a Valkyrie corner, okay? Like our correction corner? That thing's been dead for episodes. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Keeping up with the corrections. Well, no one's corrected us, so we'll see We're about usually that. We're usually the ones that correct ourselves, though. Yeah, somebody will. We watch The Watchmen. Yes, yes. Yes. Sorry. I haven't either. I didn't... Michael really liked the the series, the HBO series. I'm not as much of a Watchmen fan, so I don't... I did not. You don't, you don't like it? Okay. Okay. Well, just to let you know, you're, I mean, you're wrong, so whatever. Like, I read the book. I read the comic. I read the comic. Wow. I was about to have to correct you there, but yeah. No, you're right. Comic. It is a comic. A graphic novel, some would say. It's a graphic novel. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Did you take your well actually hat on or put put it on? Did you take it on. Take it on. Just step into. Take it on. Just step into right. the fucking hat with both my feet. Yeah, I yep. did. That one right there. Man, we're 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 uh, we're off. We're professional. We're. <laughs> 
sorry, Ben. How you enjoy we, yourself? We were, trying, we're just fucking we were off trying to keep rails. the bar high, and it dropped. It, it really... Y'all are great. Like, I was super, like, nervous. Like, you know, Alex asked me, like, hey, do you want to do this and talk about uh, creating small campaigns for working with launches? I'm like, I mean, I used a pre-built thing and don't really know what I'm doing, but sure. But no, nah, y'all have been super welcoming and all that. Like, you know, I appreciate it. Y'all are, you know, that's what it should be. It's just talking about D&D, but the other stuff around it in life and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, y'all are great. Oh, that's our li- that's our tagline oh. if he just said it. <laughs> that's when we're done. That's when, that's when we cut it off. Yeah, we're done. That- <laughs> this is our last episode. He's done. He said it. Pack it up, yep. guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right well thank you so much ben uh yeah, it's yeah. a freaking blast talking with you yeah ben do you do you want to plug anything i don't i know you're friend of a friend who does game stuff yeah uh, so i have a friend that's designed a handful of board games if you check out bellwether games i think his biggest ones are a couple fishing games called cold water crown i know is the biggest one and i think there's maybe a sequel to it but i don't remember the name of but yeah if you're into you know the more designer style board games and like fishing there's one called cold water crown that bellwether makes my brother is in a band i think called old mill creek so if you are into music go check out that you can find them on facebook and stuff old creek music old mill creek music my brother in general has just always been into music and stuff and was in a touring doo-wop acapella group for years that went around the midwest and stuff so just super talented dude but yeah i don't have any personal projects to plug or anything just Stay safe and take care of the people around you. Yeah. That's so magical. Well, thank you again, Ben. And thank you all so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can send us an email at Pod at Gmail. If you guys want to have a conversation with us, we're more than welcome. We're currently working on a Patreon. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but I know. As we grow, it's so exciting. Follow us wherever podcasts are found. Rate us on Apple Podcasts if you would like. Please, five stars, no less. Otherwise, you will never be able to find a group to play with again. (laughs) Also, can you leave the reviews so I don't have to see my friend's review anymore? Thank you. That'd be great. (laughs) Apple Podcast reviews. I don't want to see his review anymore. Thank you. You know? At least we're getting a review, Adrian. We cannot, beggars are not choosers. I'm not begging them to review. I just don't want to see his his jab at my napkin papers and, you know, <laughs> scripts. <laughs> I was just starting out. Leave me alone. You did have an index card to start with. I, I, yeah, one of these episodes I had napkins. I don't... One episode was an index card. Okay. We, we used to be formatted and now we're just fucking not. It's, it's, it's okay, though. I'm not mad. You're mad. It seemed okay. like you had questions to ask me at the start, so you were doing good. Yeah, yeah, at the start. And then we just lost all frame of reference, and we just we just kind of veered off into the sunset. <laughs> and now we talk about Thanksgiving, which is appropriate because it just happened. It is, it is timely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Go have some fun. Boop.